Hello, and welcome to We Got a Podcast, a podcast about Dragon Ball from A to Z. From Earth to Namek to Sadala, we cover it all. My name is Ken. And I'm Ma Douglas. <laughs> and I'm Randy. We're the world's strongest under the heavens trio de dangers here every other week to talk your ear off about fights, goofs, and everything else in the Dragon Ball cosmos. Doug, how you doing? Hey, I'm doing great, Ken. Thank you. I am living life to the fullest. I just got 17 Dragon Ball figures coming in the mail the other day, and I am still beaming about it. 17! 17. Ju Nanago. Ju Hachigo? Ju Nanago. No, Ju... What's the 17? Yeah. Yeah, you just, had it. You, I was right the first yeah, time. The first yeah. time. Yeah. Cut out all that part where I was wrong. No, but uh, <laughs> I, I even like recorded myself opening the the box just for my own sake and maybe to put on TikTok if I like it enough. But I, maybe like to the, watch when you're all alone in bed later. The the dumb happiness glee in my face of me opening the box is just priceless. So I'm loving it, and I'm looking forward to Zelda coming in a few days for us. Yeah, life's good. I was gonna say when when this inevitably becomes a video podcast people will be able to go through and just like time lapse your room slowly overtaking <laughs> everything with dragon ball figures we better start soon then because there's no room already so it's just gonna you can see right now you guys yeah. on the, on the video. gone can't yeah. see him anymore nope it's covered up it's it's a mountain i don't know where i, I gotta move i gotta i gotta stop buying figures and buy a house there's the catch 22 <laughs> You could build a house out of figures, <gasps> and you wouldn't have to take them out of the box. Randy, you slutty genius. That's accurate. Uh, <laughs> Randy, how are you? I'm doing pretty good, man. Thanks for asking. Uh, I've been, you know, just doing this or that. Uh, been playing Xenoblade Chronicles 3's expansion, because they dropped that DLC randomly. They're like, oh, by the way, here's a trailer. Also, it's next week. Have fun. <laughs> that must have been cool. Yeah, so getting through that slash... You know, feverishly trying to get through before certain things happen. Yes. As someone who's <laughs> ever played Xenoblade, is is like the DLC it looked like it was a time skip. Is that what everyone was like hyped about? So uh it's it's a short prequel. short short version. Short it's version a prequel. Please. It takes place like seventy <laughs> years before uh, okay. the main game. I don't actually don't know the exact amount of I time. I thought it so. was like some character named Rex and he was like an adult now and he looked hot, so there was Yeah, so all of these have kind of been separate, but three is kinda of weird, and now the this prequel dlc includes shulk from one and rex from two uh, joining a new team here in three whoa uh, wasn't shulk in the dlc for two he was you like jumped through a dimensional thing that's like oh here's where you're doing uh just uh fights like the waves of fights and then one of them is like shulk and fiora from one but now Mm -hmm. this is like actual story they're there the whole time so so were they always in universe the same universe or or i mean just separate stories spoilers for three but yes okay what about xenoblade chronicles x which is the only one that i've played zero idea um they've been no (laughs) mentions of that since it ends on a cliffhanger and uh i don't know we'll never know how that goes uh i never beat it because it it sucks but why why would we never know i mean they haven't ever talked about doing more of it and uh it's just a spinoff of xenoblade I, yeah, I mean, it wasn't numbered, and it was its own sort of thing, and oh, so, okay. like, I don't well, know. They it was had... number 10, so they got, a, they got a few more games before they can get back to it. <laughs> yeah, six more building up to that, and then they'll right. re-release it on the Switch 5, and it'll be good times. But, uh, yeah, it's good stuff. Ken, what about you? How are you doing? I'm still in my Zelda holding pattern, dude. Uh, <laughs> I keep wanting to play uh, Dragon Ball Heroes World Mission on Switch. Mm. 
wanting to get back to that game, but uh, I have not because Zelda, at the time of, of us recording the spoilers, uh, we're recording this on Piccolo Day, May <gasps> 9th. We'll get to that Yay. in a little bit. Um, so we are three days ahead of Breath of the Wild 2 coming out, or as, Ooh. like I said, the kids say, Tears of the Kingdom. <laughs> I think everybody says that because that's its official name. Where did you Ocarina guys... Ocarina uh... of Time 15. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> the reboot. Where did you guys uh, pre-order your yours from? Did you guys get any bonuses coming your way? Uh, no, I did. Well, I saved $10 because I did the digital voucher thing. So I got that oh, and yeah. Bayonetta Origin uh, for 50 I almost bucks a pop. did that, but then I forgot to buy Zelda. And then all of a sudden Walmart was like, hey, there's this like gold banner. <laughs> I'm like, for real? And it already sold out. Okay, here's this black banner. I guess I'll take that. So <laughs> getting a little uh, napkin-sized banner, I think. There you go. I I did it digitally as well, but I did not do the voucher cool, program cool. because there's literally no second Switch game that I would want. Mm. I think I'm done with that, that you don't console already own. after this. Yeah, that I don't already own. Okay. Yeah. yeah. That was, was Mario Party. My thing, I still want to play some Joe levels on Mario Maker, but mm. I'll have to wait again. Yeah, but I'm seriously excited for Zelda as well. That's why I'm like, I, I don't want to be in that holding pattern because I've been in that before. So I was like, what's something small that I can like get through real quick? And it's been that and playing Pokemon Red. I uh, got the Soul Badge today. I beat Koga. Right. So. Nice. You're playing like the advanced version or whatever it's called? The... No, it's a ROM hack of uh, Red called Pure Red. So, Sorry. No. I did, when I said when I, when I meant advanced, I didn't mean Game Boy Advance. Okay. I meant like advanced <laughs> as in like. Because there was a Game Boy Advance right. remake. <laughs> right, Is it right. the Soul Badge or the Soul Badge? The Soul Badge. there's no space there. Exactly. Yes. It's the Soul Badge. <laughs> it's good times. So, Yeah. It's good. Well, we're we're talking about games that are so far away. Three days of so 72 far. whole hours away. All right, guys. Now, but if we want to talk about today. Yes. May 9th. What is May 9th? Significant to all of us in our hearts. This is the day that we cherish. And it's not about some hick, cyan. Mm. Screw that guy, all right? It's today not. Today was first and always Piccolo Day. <laughs> what is today? It's May 9th. Pic- Piccolo Day. May yeah. 9th. Yeah, well, yeah. yeah, people don't know what day. <laughs> right. Piccolo Day. Oh, we're yeah. recording why on. is it, why is it Piccolo 9th. Day? Because we know Goku, Go being five and the fifth month and Ku being the ninth day in Japanese. Makes Goku Day. But why is today Piccolo Day? Uh, because Piccolo said so. Oh, okay. <laughs> no. uh, King Piccolo, you know, after he stormed King Castle, he got on the news and he said, henceforth today shall be known as every May 9th will be Piccolo Day. And then on this day, I will use my... What was it? What was the attack called the that I referenced super on the long last one episode? that you've never oh, seen? Yeah, that we yeah, never like see. Bakuhatsu Makoho or something like that. I think that was exactly it. But he wow. would blow up a different district every year on that day. And that's today. So, I mean, I didn't check the news, but... I think we're lucky. We're in the clear, boys. Yeah, it wasn't me. Oh, we are. That a mysterious <laughs> boy saved the world? Must have. <laughs> Only well, uh, d- King of the World remembers him, but he does remember him. <laughs> yeah, isn't that weird? But yeah. yeah. So it's Piccolo, right? It's- and so Randy crunched the numbers and he said, the people like it when we talk about <laughs> characters. <laughs> and numbers. so that's what we're doing today. It's very fitting. Let's talk about Piccolo, guys. <laughs> Let's do it. Let's do it, man. Man, Piccolo, it's not easy being green. It's not easy being green. That's that's the show, folks. Good night. <laughs> that's That's the whole thing. Ken, you put together a age by age timeline of what piccolo's yes. been up to 
So let's yeah, let's go through Piccolo's journey here. Sure. For, first, and, I, and I'll make this as fast as possible because you know it, we're going <laughs> through like four hundred episodes of content here, mm. four hundred, five hundred episodes, four hundred years. <laughs> so as we know, and we haven't, you guys haven't really done a timeline dissection episode yet, and maybe we'll have to do that at some point. Probably multi episode for something like multi episode. Yeah, but so the Dragon Ball universe uses age instead of like BC or AD. But fun fact, it does correspond. Um, thanks to Dr. Slump, they do also oh. use the Gregorian calendar, but I forget, I forget the math on that. Well, there's but, also a calendar, I think it was a movie, Z movie four. They've got a calendar for like 1991 or something in the background. Something like that. Uh, movie six. That movie math seven. might check out. I'm not sure on that. Right. Um, I do know that if you do the math of when, um, age 778, which is when Battle of Gods takes place, mm-hmm. does actually correspond to 2013, which is when the movie came out. Oh, wow. So oh. that's just a fun little bit of trivia cool. that Doug probably might have actually gotten right but uh, <laughs> not at all no, I don't <laughs> so, know. Given him, i'm barely following along now given him a lot of so credit l- let's put this in perspective most of dragon ball occurs in the 700s age 737 is when goku is born to age 774 which is when the boo arc takes place and of course 84 is the end of the series age 261 planet wow. namek suffers a natural disaster and the child of katatsu escapes ultimately landing on earth we don't know so, this child's name we do not we know we his never dad's do. name but we don't know <laughs> his name uh and we'll never know his name because he has long since forgotten it by the time he could have remembered it it's been a long time at some unspecified time over the next uh what is this about 200 years the child of katats creates the ultimate dragon balls wow from he just Zuby. knows how to yeah, using his like inherent Namekian knowledge, he makes them. Yeah. Age 431, so now we've jumped ahead quite a bit. The child of Katats becomes apprentice to the god of Earth. Mm. And then this is when we have a lot of drama with Garlic, um, Garlic Sr. and whatnot. Yeah. Age 461, so 30 years later, Piccolo Daimo is exercised from the child of Katats. The child of Katats becomes god. Mutaito seals Demon King Piccolo away in an electric rice cooker. That's so if it correlates to human time, they had electric rice cookers way before humanity did in our yeah. Gregorian calendar. That's interesting. Oh, that's interesting. I didn't even thought about that. You're right. <laughs> it's probably best to not think about it. <laughs> As most things in Dragon Ball are. Yeah. They were still riding dinosaurs, but still cooking rice in electric. <laughs> Look, in, in Dragon World, they're making time machines, so yeah. Yeah. who knows how advanced they are and when. And Oh, it looks like some gardeners are outside. So if that comes up in the recording, just ignore it. He's actually outside your window while you're listening yeah. to this. He's there. Or she. <laughs> I mean, gardeners can be ladies, too. Is it Piccolo? Is it a, is it a criminal? Because crime is free. <laughs> We're now jumping ahead about 290 years. All right. Emperor Pilaf frees Piccolo Daimo, who is subsequently defeated by Son Goku. And Piccolo Jr. is born. Man, what a roller coaster year! So we're finally into stuff that we see, right? Into our story. Yeah, yeah. He gets. So yeah, we're finally we're in free. the series proper now. He gets, yeah. finally gets. How many free. years is that from from then to from beginning to now? So age two sixty one to seven fifty three. I don't know. I haven't taken oh, wow. a math class in like <laughs> yeah, about twenty years. <laughs> I just wanted in yeah. about about five hundred years. You know, a little under five hundred. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> give or take a Roshi lifespan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there is stuff um, in modern like lore that the average age of a Namekian is um, two hundred. Oh, whoa! So that I think doesn't that coincide right. at all. Then Kami, 
lasted crazy long because he's quite old. Yeah, yeah. yeah. unless you maybe yeah. like you expel the evil out of you, and that makes you live longer. Right, as I said, might be reborn. Someone, hey, can we get uh, our producer to check in on this real quick? Yeah, Beth. Hey, Beth, you on the line still? Yeah, no. She says nah. She's not gonna try. She she quit actually. Oh, I thought Randy was gonna edit in like. Yeah, I was gonna. I was gonna hire a voice actress. I didn't want to hear a high pitched Randy (laughs) try and do that. No, dude, just go on cameo. You don't need to hire a voice actor. I made her quit immediately as soon as she was hired. So what what can I do for you guys? (laughs) You're sweet, Beth. Have a great day. Thank you. You're fired. (laughs) Jump ahead three years. Age seven fifty six. Piccolo faces off against Son Goku at the twenty third Tenkaichi Budokai. Goku spares Piccolo's life. So, dude's three years old fighting in a tournament. Yep. Shouldn't he be in the junior tournament? They did not have it at that time. That's true. You got me. That was a trick question. Nice. That was a trivia question waiting to happen. Yeah. <laughs> they didn't have it until the 24th, in which Videl, I think, was the champion. Right. So now, of course, it's Dragon Ball Z time, baby. We're jumping ahead five years. <laughs> age 761. Piccolo and Goku team up to defeat Raditz. Goku's son, Son Gohan, is left in Piccolo's care to train. An eight-year-old watching a four-year-old. I don't think that's the best way you want things to go. I don't know. Like, no. for, you know, siblings watch after each yeah. other. Yeah, but for, for like an eight-year-old. Age. Yeah, for an eight-year-old year. can babysit uh, a four-year-old for sure. I suppose if you're a responsible eight-year-old. Not all of yeah. us were. In this economy? I don't know about <laughs> y'all. I was a great kid. I was too. My parents frequently said. Yes, we were all lame. So I a did. lot happens in age 762. It's a big, it's a banner year in Dragon World. <laughs> Nappa identifies Piccolo as a Namekian. <gasps> Whoa. Piccolo sacrifices his life to save Gohan. Kami dies and the Dragon Balls are rendered inert. Piccolo wow. and Kami are wished back to life. <laughs> and Piccolo travels to planet Namek, where he fuses with the Namekian warrior Nail. Piccolo is briefly the most powerful character in the series. Ooh, Heck yeah. Good time to be alive. Yeah. Good time to die and be back alive again. <laughs> so now we're jumping ahead at two years. Uh, it's actually a little shorter than that, I think. And Trunks shows up and warns everyone about the androids. And so Piccolo is invited to live with Goku and Gohan and train. Fun. And he stays with them for three years. Does he get a bedroom? Does he just like chill under a tree in the backyard? I believe the anime implies that he just hangs out by the tree, yeah. Okay. He's got a hammock set up, maybe? <laughs> yeah, he hangs out by the tree while Chi-Chi yells at Goku. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds about right. So we jump ahead to age 767, and Piccolo reunites with Kami and becomes a super Namekian. Piccolo is briefly the most powerful character in the series. <laughs> yeah. Yet again. Well, I don't think so, because well, cause 16 was around at the time. Hmm. Well, who can Six- say? Who can say? I, for sure. I just said sixteen is around. He's been <laughs> keeping his power dormant because he didn't need to use it or whatever. Yeah. I remember that because my, my my friend like really loved that moment. Like, oh, Piccolo is actually the strongest. I'm like, ah, I looked into okay. it. No, he's not. Think about <laughs> it this way, Doug. If you're the if you are the inherently the best bowler in the world, yeah. but you don't bowl in the championships. Are you the best bowler? You see what I'm saying? You see I, what I'm yeah, saying? Totally right. right. Plus, there's the whole like, oh, Beerus is out there, so no one's ever the strongest. So I get you. Yeah, it's true. Dende becomes the new god of Earth, and Piccolo begins living at the temple. We now jump ahead seven years, which is the biggest time skip for Piccolo, Jr., that is. Mm -hmm. Piccolo never removes his cape and turban and assists (laughs) Goten and Trunks with their fusion training. Do you guys ever think about that? No, I mean, not until you said it. I was like, holy shit, he doesn't. 
Yeah. Yeah. He never fights and he never takes he his never hat fights. and turban off. He's totally in, in uncle mode. Yeah. He freaks out when Gotenks and Boo destroy the temple. So he, now we're into... Yeah, uh, uh, he also donates key to the Genkidama. I can't forget that. That's true. You can't just leave yeah, it off that he's upset. I did make such a big deal about the super Genkidama. It's true. Put some respect on that, Randy. <laughs> you need to put the respect on it. Okay. <laughs> Give me some super so now, ages. So that's really where the, the, the series is over, right? A, a, a right. proper character dissection of Piccolo kind of ends there. Yeah. Because that's everything done now knows. in contemporary content or... or <laughs> Not direct creator influence content. <laughs> so, and then the dates here also can get a little nebulous and super. The timeline's not really specific. We're still waiting on some guidebooks there. <laughs> Age 779, Piccolo begins caring for Gohan's daughter, Pan, and resumes training Gohan. Piccolo participates in the tournament against Universe 6. And he doesn't, he kind of gets his ass handed to him, <laughs> but he does help identify what's going on with Frost. He is there. He, he yeah. puts in an effort. Age 780, the next year. And wouldn't you know it, Dragon Ball Super Masterpiece Show. There's another tournament. Wow. Wow. Who knew they'd Super do original? Piccolo participates. Hey. Age 783. Don't tell me. Well, what about... <laughs> Sorry, <Piccolo> no. <laughs> begins training Pan. Piccolo's potential is unlocked by Shenlong, and he and Gohan defeat Cell Max. Is there a point there where he is, again, the strongest character in the series? Uh, no, I don't think so. I, I I, if I were that. to compare feats <clears throat> and whatnot mm-hmm. and get, really get into it. Like how uh, Mike does? No. I mean, we know Black Freeze is out there, actually, so. Oh, Star, right. Spoilers, Doug. I don't Black know. Freeze Black is out there. Yeah. It's pretty racist if you can't count me. <laughs> well, I mean. We don't call the other one White Frieza. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Was was you Golden don't. Frieza well, now, racist, now too? Now we have to. <laughs> what, you know, he's just putting his color in front of him. <laughs> yeah. So then we're kind of diverging into GT territory now. In age 789, the ultimate Dragon Balls are used. Ultimate Dragon Balls. Dooming oh, yeah. Earth. That's what they're called. Unless they can be returned to their dish or whatever. Yeah. We'll, you know, well, we're kind of unclear on GT. Into Doug's collection room yeah. where it belongs properly. Um, the Dragon Balls are returned, but everyone's under the influence of Baby, and so they don't get put like back where they're supposed to be, and so Earth blows up. Uh, in 790 and Piccolo dies with the earth so that the ultimate Dragon Balls will remain inert forever. <laughs> this is stupid. What a sacrifice, you know? Yeah. What a, oh, what a so hero. beautiful. Oh my god. Yeah, Vegeta blew himself up but did he stay dead to protect everybody? No. <laughs> yeah. Did he, st- did he stay dead and kind of get brought back in a series that kind of nullifies the <laughs> original one? <laughs> Who's to say? So that's the journey of Piccolo, as as best as I felt I could summarize it through going through right, the timeline. Right, that's good. There's not a lot of fanfare, but that it threw all the bullet points. Yeah, we didn't bring up in this whole thing of like, you know, what happens, what he does, like what sort of character changes he goes through. Because of course he starts off as a child. Well, he's an old man, then gets punched through the chest, and then is an egg, and then is a child, <laughs> and then is a a, a snarky bastard at a tournament before then, I don't know, raising a kid. <laughs> like, things happen. Yeah, I think the most, the core most important thing that happens to Piccolo is his time with Gohan. Absolutely. And he and Gohan are in- inextricably linked as characters together. Mm-hmm. Is it because they're so close in age? Their best bud age? 
Yeah, I guess that <laughs> or the the whole you know he he calls him Uncle Piccolo and um, yeah, they're just that's sweet. There's actually a quote here that I pulled through. I looked through some interview stuff um, before this started, and I'm filling for time while I find it. But Atsushi Maikawa <laughs> was the the writer who did the most script writing for GT. They wrote 28 episodes of GT, which is more than anyone else, and just shy of about half. Um, they said that they were asked why to the very end didn't Piccolo participate in battles. And they said that because, you know, GT is about Goku, right? Mm-hmm. And Piccolo is a character who should appear in relation to Gohan. And they say that, you know, if GT had gone forward with Gohan being depicted as the focus, then there might have been, um, might have become a story where Piccolo had a big flashy big role to play but he didn't and so Mm -hmm. this is where even going into the people who worked on the series it's like piccolo and gohan that's the connection that's where that's that's everything for piccolo if you want to describe him as a character i think his really only genuine moment of growth at all is with gohan yeah i don't know if i love that though how he's just interconnected i mean i guess i love it with like the new superhero movie how he's back but i guess I don't know. It feels too limiting of his potential. Well, and I would also say that I think maybe I wasn't being fair. I think by an extension of him, his development with Gohan, I do think we're starting to see a new shade of Piccolo in his relationship with Pan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, in insofar as what we saw with him in Resurrection F, you know, and then uh, in what we're seeing in, in with Superhero, I think we're seeing it's not it's. It, a much, much more kind of grandpa Piccolo at this point rather than yeah. Uncle Piccolo. Well, I mean, you could also say that his fusions with other Namekians has had an influence on him there because, granted, this is post-Nail, but before he decides to go and fuse with Kami, he's kind of going through, you know, decisive turmoil of like, do I actually want to fuse back with Kami because what will that do to me? I like being who I am. Like, could we presumably beat 17 and 18 without resorting to something like that? Because it can't be undone. Mm -hmm. So like, I don't know. It's a very last resort type thing for him. Yeah, you're right. right. And eventually, he, you know, decides to go for it. And well, the last resort was actually Kami. Kami said, "Like we're gonna, I, I'm the one saying we're holding off." Oh, that's right. Oh, you're right. Until the last mm-hmm. minute, because Piccolo was ready. He was like, "I yeah. know it's it's bad, so let's do it." He's like, "I'm gonna wait." Oh, you're right. You're right. Yeah, yeah. I think nail lie of the century, biggest lie in the series <laughs> of him telling Piccolo that Piccolo would still be himself. So, and why do you say this? Because maybe I'm just not remembering things correctly. But what influence does nail have on Piccolo? immediately we get stoic piccolo and he when he shows up to fight frieza and a good portion of that fight he still has his you know cape and turban on fighting and he's just like when he first shows up he's like boom and he's just standing there still yeah with his arms crossed yeah and it's like he's pulling from nails playbook in that and there's even the part where he calls dende by name yeah yeah he's like how do you how do you what how do you know me and there's a part in the anime when they're back on earth and Piccolo says something to Dende, and Dende like looks up at him and sees like an yeah. afterimage of Nail behind of him. Yeah, it's awesome. And it's like, no, Piccolo gets so deeply influenced. <laughs> now by that you mention it, Nail has, has him. Piccolo ever? I don't think he's ever crossed his arms like in a badass, like kind of Vegeta way that he always does. Has he ever done that before that moment? Uh, um, no, I, I don't think so. Because I think even like pic- when he steps out on on um, Roshi's island, right after Raditz mm-hmm. leaves, his arms yeah. down, and he's yeah. 
Hmm. Yeah, and he's like, he's going to fight Rat. Even when Nappa and Vegeta come, he's I don't see him like with his arms crossed or anything like that. Like so stoic, like you said. That's interesting. I wonder if that is Nail's influence, like or like you know the overconfidence. I mean, I'm sure he's crossed his arms <laughs> at points in the series, but not before that. But there's a different attitude that he takes the second he starts fighting Frieza. Hmm. That's cool. I never really looked at that. Just because you know the way I grew up watching the series is jumbled through episodes. It wasn't just beginning to end. It, you see Piccolo and like, yeah, that's this is what I think the character is. And I go back to Saiyan Saga Piccolo, and you know, it's just it just seems like the same character, but you don't really put that two and two together that he does have that nail has influence on him. And I think that's testament to Toriyama is that he does something kind of cheap in as far as advancing his character, but in the moment you don't feel that, right? Yeah, everything feels natural. It's so natural. I love that hmm. in storytelling. Yeah, I guess I never really thought about that. You know, like oh, he's you know carries himself differently and he's much more stoic than he was before because i'm like oh yeah he was kind of like more aggressive and demon yeah, king piccolo exactly yeah. does his face even look less de- demonic uh well, demony a, like at that point a, too yeah that's art style i know it's well, an art style evolving. but it could have been intentional art style mm-hmm. by toriyama like now, subtly I changing say, I can, it a bit i can hear someone in in the comments already being like well piccolo <laughs> was crossing his arms when he was on kaio's planet oh and not wanting to participate in the training and yeah. everything and i would say actually that was just piccolo being kind of a dick <laughs> yeah so um that was him meditating and, as well i think yeah. he's just chilling meditating i don't think he's actually standing up like yeah, piccolo not being a team player is, is yeah, what i would yeah, say yeah. There. you can't so. meditate with your arms down with, and your legs crossed that just looks look like an asshole and i'm right because i if i you get ahead of any argument you're automatically right that is how that's that's the correct tactic you can't call me stupid i call me stupid (laughs) yeah (laughs) so what do you guys feel like for piccolo's usefulness in story and character development post vegeta because we do bring up that like the biggest thing in his development is his relationship with gohan he sacrifices himself when napa tries to kill him and then in the time that he's gone now vegeta's kind of filling this story void of bad guy now good guy sort of thing and i think vegeta kind of like sticks with right. it and he, he takes that over you know what are your f- that rivalry really sticks compared yeah. to, to piccolo there's no goku more one. like oh i've, I've got to have my rematch with goku even though piccolo already got his revenge he kills goku <laughs> so it's fine but yeah that might be why i th- you, by the time piccolo comes back to life so remember he dies at the hands right. of napa comes back to life immediately fuses mm-hmm. with nail so his interaction with any of the Z warriors mm. is mostly after he's already become one True. with Nail. And I think he realizes that the way the Saiyans are going with their power jump and power jump and power jump, yeah. he knows he can't compete with that. And so he doesn't try. And so that's why after, I think in the Boo arc, we see Piccolo is really like a big driving presence mm-hmm. in the Boo arc. Because Goku is like, hey, we got to teach these guys fusion, but I have to go back to the to the dead. Other world, yeah. So Piccolo, you're watching after Goten and Trunks, and Piccolo stays with them, and he trains them, and then he's there like trying to distract Boo, yeah. and then goes into the, the, the room the of chamber. spirit time with them. Yeah, yeah, and then afterwards, he's helping try to find everyone, and they go and they rescue Mr. Satan, and Piccolo's like very... there for all of that. Yeah, he's a very like, take charge like captain yeah. of the ship kind of character he, at that point which is awesome but he doesn't fight anymore and right. i think in part is due to his influence now from kami so we know that like mm. of namekians right there is the there's the warriors and then the mm-hmm. dragons like right. what are they called the dragon, dragon clan. clan yeah 
And it's like generally you're one or the other. And in Piccolo's case, he's both. But now he's been like heavily his like dragon clan side is back. And not to say Kami couldn't fight because he did fight as Shen right. in the 23rd. Well, he but not even just dragon clan. Like goofy being, fought, yeah. being a god, being literal god of the earth, yeah. you're, you're an observer really. You're like dictating, you're like, I don't know, making plans and like figuring out the best yeah. motive, what's the best way to do things. So that really does rub off on Piccolo. That's cool. Yeah, and he stays at the temple presumably, and this is where I'm editorializing a little bit, but presumably to help watch over and, tr- and teach Dende. Mm, you know, yeah. as his god self he's still he's still kami and i think he becomes more kami than piccolo actually <laughs> yeah. in the boo arc and, and just the part where you know i put specifically when i did my timeline notes that he freaks out when they destroy the temple and it's yeah. like his attachment mm, to the temple is kami true. it's definitely kami the sacred place i've been for, for 500 years 300 yeah. years Huh. Yeah, that's awesome. Is Dende the same age as Piccolo? Not a thing about it. It's just like he's Dragon Clan, so he's a short <laughs> character. I think Dende is the same age as Gohan. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So not too far well, off, but still. I guess it depends. Like, what demon influences there? Because Gohan is four when Piccolo is eight, and Piccolo goes from child to adult in three years. Mm-hmm. So wouldn't Dende be? Whereas we've seen Dende for like. 10 or 20 years and he's still still the same depending on (laughs) now see piccolo grows up faster because he is a reincarnation Mm. of his that's an interesting okay i like that so it's like this is i'm spinning the bs wheel here (laughs) you know (laughs) so long as i'm right so long as you say his body look this is not official i'm just putting things together here this is what my theory is yeah his body grows to fit his enlarged soul uh-huh. right uh, right you know, i totally that totally i love that i subscribe I checked, to that i checked with Enmadayo about this and he said it checks out <laughs> which makes sense why goku is little for so long because he doesn't have an old soul he's a dumb yeah. boy and <laughs> why he stays is that still way. always so short he's just a reincarnation of a short little baby wow boo. Mm-hmm. very true very makes true sense. makes sense i so this isn't in the timeline and this might be springing something you on ken but you are a piccolo fan favorite character yeah <laughs> During the 10 days of training for the Cell Games, doesn't mm-hmm. Piccolo go back into the Room of Spirit and Time? And how long is he in there? I believe he goes in twice. Okay. So uh, two more years. Piccolo, d- Piccolo does... Well, yeah. I mean, he goes in just the two times. Uh, he goes in twice. Trunks goes in twice. Vegeta goes in twice. It's only Goku and Gohan who do it the once. Okay. Gotcha. So he's still looking to do something. He's not completely given up on... Science just being like, well, they're gonna keep jumping, and that's, there's no way I can handle it. That's why I didn't, I don't subscribe to what you said, Ken. But like, he noticed the Zenkai boost of the Saiyans are getting, and just decided it's not worth it. I just think like his motives aren't as as black and white as Goku's are. Where I just want to get stronger. He he just wanted to kill Goku, and then after that was accomplished or whatever, like where he just moved on. It, it's well, he's not very he's not very competitive in that aspect. Where I, I want to yeah. be better which is why he didn't stick as a good rival compared to vegeta to goku i guess what i meant by that is that he realized there was no point in having goku as his rival anymore mm-hmm. so yeah he, he would still train in the room of spirit and time just to keep himself as ready as he could be for the cell games because no one really knew what was going to happen there. maybe even mentally he could be in there just yeah. to take time to just think things through you're yeah. a new you're a new person You've got to yeah. think this stuff through. Yeah. yeah, I'm sure like a year of like adjusting to this <laughs> god Therapy. in your head. Yeah, yeah. 
Uh, by yourself? Well, I guess you're not really by yourself. You're with two other dudes in there. <laughs> now, um, I have tried to drink away a lot of memories of Super. <laughs> sure. But is there not a moment in the anime where Piccolo is kind of like, during the Tournament of Power, I don't want to say haunted by, but he's kind of like visited by the spirits of Nail and Kami? I want to like say something to him. Gosh, I don't recall. You might, you might, you might like, be thinking of uh, AF or something. No, they, I, they, like, they appear as <laughs> phantoms behind them or something. I don't recall. Having, like a vision. No, it doesn't sound like something that they wouldn't do. So I'd believe it, but I don't know. Why? I what, what, what would your interpretation of that be if, if they did do that? What would they say to him? Sup? <laughs> no, it's just like they're... <laughs> that was Kami, not Nail, by the way. <laughs> yeah, they're just still part of him, and I guess, and they were like. You yeah, know, they, they weren't just, a, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Probably, I, I, I would like to think that they would. They still have an influence, like a voice in his head, not like an overbearing one, but still. Well, that's how Team Four Star influence. treated it. Yeah, yeah, I do kind of like that aspect yeah. of that. Um, but I was wondering the one one part that sticks out to me with Piccolo as a character was when that is different from the manga and the anime. I brought this up as a question on the Taizenshu EX podcast many years ago, <laughs> but I noticed while reading the manga that. When Frieza is about to kill Piccolo and then kill Krillin for then Goku to turn Super Saiyan, um, in the anime, Frieza death beams Piccolo outright. Whereas in the manga, Frieza death beams aims at Goku, but then Piccolo blocks mm. the shot and saves Goku, which is a very different yeah. interpretation, you know, which says a lot about Piccolo. Whereas in the anime, he's just about- a guy that, take, that gets killed. But <laughs> yeah, but with Goku, he saved Goku. According to the scriptwriter of that episode, yeah, <laughs> that Piccolo would well, also that Frieza would want to kill Goku first rather than make him suffer by killing his friends. But, right, right. But I think it says a lot more about Piccolo and just what was going through his head at that time. You know, is it like I need to protect this guy because he's the only one that could take on Frieza, or is it like no, I kind of care about these guys now? They're like kind of my 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 friends, kin or whatever. I don't I know because I don't think he was at that point at that time. You know. Hmm. Yeah, I, I think it's a tactical move. Which is, yeah, was that a nail or is that Piccolo? Man, I also forget that when Goku is charging up that Genki Dama for Frieza, that he's got to charge it up, and Piccolo's yeah. the one that goes in there to yeah. hold him off. I'm like, man, he does the, the the Vegeta versus Kid Buu method of holding mm. holding him back when he knows he doesn't stand a chance. That's good. I like yeah. that. Man, I miss the Namek arc. That's, that's that's good stuff. It's just jump back in, man. Nothing stopping you from <laughs> starting right there. It's just a, a lot of characters making the smartest moves they make in the series. Mm-hmm. Except mm-hmm. for when Gohan has to split wishing Piccolo back to Namek into two wishes. Yeah. Yeah. Very inconvenient. He doesn't. Dende's like, you, you mean you wanted oh, him to you come wanted right him here? here? <laughs> <laughs> Should have told me. Damn you, dragon. <laughs> He's a kid. He's like five years old. Yeah. Give him a break. Maybe the, name, the making language makes it different. Like, oh, there has to be a specific, yeah. you know. True. There's too much nuance involved. Yeah. Who knows? Right. So, Ken, you say that you, Piccolo's your favorite character. What? are the reasons just like give me the top bullet points what makes piccolo so cool for you i mean the number one thing is he looks cool as hell right Mm -hmm. you've got all these like um human skin characters and then like this green guy 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he really sticks out, and he's tall as yeah, hell. He sticks out. He's tall. He's got like this. He wears this like crazy cape with these big shoulder pads yeah. and this turban. He just has like such a distinctive look versus any other character, and that's actually part of when Toriyama was designing him then as a villain. Uh, man, let me find this quote here. He said, "Which is so great to have." Uh, a, a, a monster-looking villain be a part of your team. That's why I always wanted to root for Frieza in Super becoming like an ally, like begrudgingly as Vegeta did. But or no, not not, not Frieza, Frost. I was hoping like Frost or maybe Frost or Frieza, whoever would have been like an ally at some mm. point. So I found I found the the quote in the Chogashu, which you guys probably own. Viz has printed it. In yep. the interview in there, uh, they ask Toriyama, how did you decide on the coloring of costumes? And he said, the reason there are a lot of characters with strange colors, such as Piccolo and others, is simply because varying the colors made it easier to grasp their individual differences. So, like, mm-hmm. right from the get-go, Piccolo was designed to look different. <laughs> because when Toriyama got to Piccolo, he said that, like, all the villains up to that point, and this is from an interview in Daisenshu 2, the Akira Toriyama super interview, uh, he said, with all the villains up to that point, there was always something likable about them. But so Demon King Piccolo was born for me trying to create a truly bad guy. And then he goes on to say that period was the most interesting to draw. So it's cool. just like Piccolo coming into the series didn't just like, he, he's not just someone who looks different and looks awesome, but he rejuvenates Dragon Ball in a way that like whenever I, I've reread Dragon Ball a few times, and I'm actually due for another reread because I'm sure as we've gone over this, I've gotten some like crazy detail. It's like, <laughs> Oh no, Piccolo crossed his legs at this point, or, you know, something like that. that I've <laughs> forgotten <crossed> his legs. <laughs> so I'm due for a reread for sure. But every time I do a Dragon Ball reread, I'm always so excited to get to demon King Piccolo Yeah, because I think once you hit that point in the series, it just takes off in a totally different direction. It's, you know, the gags are still there through the whole series. Right. And, especially the anime i think plays up a lot more of them like they add the whole like goku and needles thing but Mm -hmm. the it just takes like a more serious direction and i think uh i don't it's not exactly a secret i don't like dr slump and i'm not really a fan of toriyama's gag sensibilities like when he's just doing straight gag manga Mm -hmm. but i think he is unparalleled in terms of like writing a serialized story um with dramatic elements i think he's actually far Uh better at that than he is as a gag author but Nice. So for me, Piccolo represents that, right? And I'm going, I'm going long about why I like Piccolo, okay. but to me, it's like I can't separate that, right? Piccolo is the moment when the series changes. Uh, he is just like the most like cool minded through the whole time. Even the part where uh, Ten Shinhan uh, it shows that he's a racist against Namekians, <laughs> and because Piccolo is like, uh, um, I'm the Demon King, you know, I have to blah 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 blah. I'm, destroy everyone oh, and, and he was like, like once anamic always anamic like yeah, what Tenshin yeah. Han said <laughs> and he flies off and Tenshin Han's like I always I knew I couldn't trust that greenie <laughs> and then uh, and then Crittenden's like no no guys he's flying do you know what direction he's flying you racists he's flying over to the temple <laughs> what he's a gonna great go moment reunite. yeah he's gonna go reunite with Kami and it's like so even in that moment Piccolo was cool headed and knew like I have to do the one thing I absolutely do n- I never want to do Mm-hmm. Like hundreds of years of history are telling me not to do this one thing, but it's yeah, the right move. But it's the right move, it. and I have to and, do it. But that, and, that just just him declaring the the King Piccolo that we haven't heard of in so long, Piccolo Daimao, for him to bring it up during the Android or Jinjo Ningen arc was kind of cool to have him say that because then it kind of makes you think. Of course, you know he's not evil anymore, but you you get to think a little bit like, oh yeah, he's he hasn't had a time to just kind of 
enjoy life really. It's it's always been the next bad guy coming up, so he can't really continue his mission of controlling the taking over the world. But obviously, we know the character enough to know that that's somebody's going to do. But it is mm-hmm. nice to have in the back of your mind. Yeah, and so and then after that, Piccolo is like the mentor character, right? He's he's mm-hmm. still the cool headed guy. Vegeta's like, hey, I'm going to hell, aren't I? And Vegeta and Piccolo's like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah dude, you're out, you're gone. I'm not gonna so, lie to you, yeah. Yeah, and then it's and then it's so funny because all you have all this like Piccolo being hyper competent during the Boo arc, and then he in a moment forgets how the room of spirit and time works, <laughs> and he flips it around thinking that time moves faster outside than it does inside the room. Oh, and really? Yeah, I don't remember that. So I'm trying to remember how does that work. Uh, yeah, and he's like, oh no, yeah, time moves faster in the. It, yeah, it's a whole thing where he's like, <laughs> we don't know how much time has passed, and then they're like, no, Piccolo has been like couple minutes yeah. he's like, oh. <laughs> oh, oh, oh right <laughs> yeah those are good enough reasons i would say i mean he's a cool I, he's just a cool dude you'd brought up you know he takes up a lot of space he's tall he's green he's got a big cloak and stuff like that um i would agree i think piccolo is really great i my most like big memories of it is i watched z movies one through three ad nauseum as a child and like that was great because Piccolo is a, is a pretty big character in those. I mean, he's the first one to show up in movie one. Uh, yeah. Two, I think he's also just the start because he's blowing shit up in a mountain range and uh, the Arctic, basically. Mm-hmm. Three, he starts to do his like, okay, Piccolo's here to save the day because Gohan's in trouble, and now this is going to be a thing in every movie that he shows up only when Gohan's in trouble. <laughs> uh, but he does it pretty cool. Also has a very like badass it's not a death because he doesn't die just tell us blasting the hell out of him but yeah i mean just yeah. like i don't know he's a, he's definitely got a presence and that's why like the the quote that you bark ken from Toriyama that he is like a a really like he brings a presence to him that is what you think that's what a lot of fans think of when they think of the main villains when they do like fan art it's always king piccolo uh frieza cell and boo like it's always those four even though there's been so many villains before King Piccolo, nothing really stands out. I guess maybe because they're humans. Like Tao Pai Pai was amazing, and uh, but like the Red Ribbon Army was great. But they're no like demon King Piccolo. That really does feel truly like the first villain of our story. Yeah, because that's like the first time that like the stakes are higher. Because like the Red Ribbons there doing shit, sure, but who knows what they're going to use the Dragon Balls for? But then like yeah, Demon King Piccolo shows up on the scene, and it's. The world is in danger. Like, he's just going to rule it, and then we're all going to be living that life. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, should we talk about King Piccolo, too? Like, Ken, is is, is King Piccolo your, also your favorite character by proxy? Or is or you count that as two different Favorite ones? villain? I mean, I, I, I do like him. Uh, favorite villain? I think I, I would still have to give that to Frieza. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. as far as Demon King Piccolo goes, you know, he he's... It's all the same to me, really. I mean, he's that moment when the series changed. Mm-hmm. And he fucking kills the dragon. Like, that's yeah. a big deal. That's so, wow, gnarly. In the Dragon Ball 30th Anniversary Super History book, um, and another interview with Toriyama, and actually, I don't know if you guys see it. I have that book back here. I don't know if you guys have it. Except that red, big, orange-ish one. one. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, they ask him, so when drawing Demon King Piccolo, were you thinking of ideas for the Frieza arc or anything like that? Oh. And he says, like, He says, I didn't think about that at all. Just handling Demon King Piccolo was more than enough to keep me busy. And then he says, I suppose the first time I started thinking about Frieza, the Frieza arc was probably midway through Ma Jr. Uh, There was also something else I read where he was getting like, 
people were writing in being like, don't end the series here. Don't end the series here. And he's like, no, I thought when I got to Piccolo, I was kind of like already thinking like, I've got at least another three years ahead of me. And so it was like, Piccolo was a, a such, it was, everything changed the way the series was be, <laughs> being written changed, the way Toriyama was thinking changed. Yeah. It, so it's from, yeah, I'm, uh, I, Freeze is my favorite villain, but it's just everything about Piccolo, 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 Piccolo changed yeah. the series. Yeah. So prolific. That, I don't think anyone else did. So iconic. Do you feel that he's well utilized since merging with Kami? I mean, I thought Superhero yes. was pretty great. And also, like, as a mentor. Yeah, yeah. being a mentor, helping out. Trunks and Goten learning fusion, taking Pan under his wing. Because the story needed that, right? Because there was already the, the fighting rivalry between Vegeta and Goku. It True. needed. It would be boring to have Piccolo also be a third wheel to that. Like, to, to be a mentor and to, to serve his own purpose is genius on Toriyama's mm. part. Yes. I'm saying yes, and I'm putting a period there. <laughs> I, there is no but, no anything. I think the way Piccolo is as a character who doesn't necessarily fight, but still can and still can be competent when he needs to. Doug, there's a whole great thing in the Moro arc where this like these this the spaghetti gang or whatever their name are the pasta gang. I don't know uh-huh. something about pasta, but they uh-huh. come to Earth and Piccolo intervenes and and then he's like he sits down and like interrogates them and he's like, well, I guess I guess you're okay to leave. And then they're like, no, Piccolo, they're not okay to leave. And so he goes and yeah has to deal with them and Piccolo just God, he's so good. I'm just gonna keep repeating myself and it's I can I can only say how great Piccolo is a thousand different ways. Like that, mm-hmm. how cool he is that one time when he lets Android 20 shoot him in the chest so that he can just take a nap for a bit. I still, you know, <laughs> how long have I liked Dragon Ball? I mean, I think I got into it in 99. So we're talking about 24 years of being a Dragon Ball mm-hmm. fan. And I still don't know what the hell his plan was in that moment. I assume. Wait, wait. What, what's the, re- replete the so, scene for me? Okay. 19 and 20 are on the scene. They go to do their whole fight thing. And then... I can't remember. It's t- I think it's twenty. Just shoots eye lasers at Piccolo through his chest, and he's just immediately down. And they're yeah. like, "Oh fuck, he killed Piccolo!" I was like, oh god, he's dead. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And yeah. Yeah. My- and then he takes off his his. Well, then he just cloak and- as they leave, Piccolo just like gets up and like, "Oh, Piccolo, you're okay." He's like, "Yeah, I was gonna do a thing," but then they. so my assumption is that's kind of like our our cutoff point of where his initial idea of like 19 and 20 are the bad guys and his editor being like what the fuck are you doing you got to do a different villain and he's like oh shit i just had him kill piccolo to look intimidating ah he's fine just have him get back up it's okay just let him get back up i feel like it's between those chapters it's like oh yeah yeah yeah. something different that's hilarious (laughs) but yeah it's like what was he gonna do I respect so much about that writing. <laughs> I, you know, a lot of people talk about like the cell arc because we know that it wasn't like a tumultuous writing period, but there was a lot of editor intervention of like rework your villains, rework your villains. But I just cannot get over how much I love the cell arc mm-hmm. for how, how, especially knowing how much of a train wreck it may have been behind yeah. the scenes. Yeah. That Toriyama makes it all work. Yes. Flawlessly. It makes it seem like that's how it was supposed so to be the whole seamless. time. No one knew. No one was yeah. the wiser. I mean, like when Trunks shows up and he goes, "Like these aren't the androids I told you about." You're like, "Oh, dude. that's such a good <laughs> twist." You, it's like, yeah. And then the like it was always supposed to be that. Right, way. right. What a good fix for that. And then of course introducing Cell, being like, "Oh, by the way, something else came. You know, time traveled as well. There's another thing we got to fucking deal with." So. Mm-hmm. Is there anything else we want to nail about Piccolo here? Nail about Piccolo here. Wow, what a pun. Nice, dude. Uh, Before we move on. 
I think we talked about. Uh, I I love the part where he absorbs that lightning in movie five from was it Salza? That's no, not Salza. It's the Naze. Mm-hmm. And then like he's like he's like getting shocked oh, yeah. by him, and then and then like he puts a little smirk on his face, and then transfers all that electricity back at yep. him and roasts his yep. ass. That was still my favorite Piccolo that's moment. That's what he was gonna do. He's gonna get shot through the chest, even though and then he was gonna sneak up on 20, nineteen and twenty and shoot them <laughs> through the chest. Like just kidding. I just I, I, I just kind of wanted to bring attention to how Piccolo is Toriyama's favorite character. Is it is he uh, a little bit? Yeah. So a uh, Daisenshu two interview. Uh, incidentally, who is your favorite character? So this is about like what ninety five ish when this would have taken oh, place like after the series is over. Yeah, I think they started doing the Daisenshu towards the after the the manga had ended and like as the anime was wrapping up. And mm-hmm. I think I'm pretty sure Daisenshu seven, which is like the big data book that has like the encyclopedia in it, that came out the week like like within the week that Z ended and GT started. Right, right. So anyways, Daisenshu 2, who's your favorite character? Yeah, I guess I like Piccolo the most after all. Out of all the enemies, Demon King Piccolo is the one I I like most. And even after that, I like Piccolo the most. And then in in a later interview, this is from Dragon Box Z Volume 2, a message from Akira Toriyama Sensei. Uh, They said that um, they wanted to be like, uh, I wanted to talk about my favorite character. Naturally, it's Goku. Uh, but I won't do the protagonist, so I'll pick someone else. And then he says, the person who he enjoyed drawing the most was Mr. Satan, but if he mm. had to pick a more major character, he would go with Piccolo. He even liked him back when he was Daimao, but he was really fond of the reborn Piccolo with his sense of solitude and taciturnity. Mm-hmm. When I started drawing him, I had no clue that he would keep on appearing after that. I guess he really was a character that I was attached mm. to. Aw, that's... That's so sweet. Even like with the, how hard it must have been to draw him with all the lines oh, on his God, arms yeah. and his cloak and everything. That's 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 true love. But it's not just him. Takao Koyama, who wrote a lot of, I think he wrote a lot of Z episodes, but most notable for writing mm-hmm. the movies, or I, you know, most um, infamous for writing like the hero Goku character. Mm. Uh, said, I was once asked when I went to a lecture, "Were you the model for Piccolo Koyama-san?" And I said, "What? No." But I suppose I might resemble him a bit. Because of that, I like Piccolo. And then he laughs. <laughs> Especially when writing the scripts for the films, Piccolo was able to get all the best parts. What I mean by that is Piccolo was easy to write. Oh, yeah. Nice. Now, as part of that, while well, we're still on the subject of who the model for Piccolo was, the popular rumor is, and this rumor is even printed in the books as well, is that um, Demon King Piccolo, and by the books, I mean Daisenshu and stuff. Mm-hmm. Demon King Piccolo was modeled after Kazuhiko Torishima, the first editor for Dragon Ball. However, this is a plot twist. Uh, in a later interview in Dragon Ball Forever, he said that there were no direct intentional references to his editors for DB villains, but he is aware of the rumors. How so. how was it influenced by a human? I don't understand. Like the model for look. him, you know, the nose, how they look, the nose shape, and yeah. Uh, oh, okay. I, I guess as an, as an artist, you're, you're more prone to seeing that than I am. Yeah, like, I don't see Piccolo there. A, but you look at Torishima, you, you can kind of see Demon King, Pic- like mm. young Demon King Piccolo in that face. I guess I can. <laughs> like he's got a long face. I guess. Well, like I said, we, we like Toriyama said that is. One of his favorite villains is Demon King Piccolo, but we haven't really talked about Demon King Piccolo, and it's it's his day, honestly, not not our not our Piccolo's he's day, but King Piccolo's day. <laughs> he's yeah, but why is he the favorite? It's like when Randy's drawing all of his handsome male characters, and he always draws you, Doug. That's, you can, that's you're, true. You can always every see time. It, yeah. 
I get He's you. my muse. And I guess it is like like I say. Like we said earlier, like the the fact that he changed the game and it just made the stakes a lot higher. That's why Demon King Piccolo was so amazing. He was ruthless. He's a good guy. Piccolo rules. Piccolo rules. Uh Piccolo's a pretty cool I guy. I think we're gonna take a break here and we're gonna come back and we're gonna talk about your thoughts on Piccolo and other such things when we get back. All right, we're back, and we've got your tweets about your thoughts on Piccolo, and uh, maybe something else. Uh, Ken, uh, what's uh, what's this about Doug's intervention? What? Yeah, so I, I've uh, Doug. All right, I got my intervention <laughs> intervention banner behind me. Me and Randy were standing. <laughs> I made hats. And, is it behind uh, your pile? Is it behind your pile of figures? Behind my pile of figures. Yeah. I think my figure is back here, and the readers can't see. The readers. <laughs> readers. <laughs> well, they read Dragon Ball. You dreamers. Uh, yeah, they can't see back here. Uh, you know, all my stuff is very neat and uh-huh. not stacked on top of each other. <laughs> like a hoarder. Somebody didn't get 17 of them in <laughs> <No>. today. <laughs> Listen, it looks bad, but what else am I to do? Not buy them? Wow, so that we, does sound like <laughs> addiction talk. We, we put out a, uh, you know, uh, our, uh, a call to action for what you could say to Doug, let him know you love him and care for him. In, in During these troubling time. times. <laughs> Snooky Joe says, I'm an enabler, which is true. He did go he did. to what? New York Comic Con or he something? He hooked me did up. No, it's just like on some yeah. random street corner in New York. He just found a guy and was like selling exclusive Gokus. Yeah. Hell Hope yeah. you get an exclusive Goku that you're never going to open. Mm-hmm. I'll Sansu. open it. Thank you, Joe, for that. I love you, man. You're the best. Sansu, who we'll also hear from uh, again later, says, read the super manga. <laughs> but jokes aside, I wish all the best. How did this become a joke with me to have to read super? I will <laughs> I will give up collecting figures before I read super. Dang it. No, you aren't. No. <laughs> no you, you're going to do it. Anyway, you can't keep switching back and forth like this. It's so hard on my heart. Duh. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. Sure, whatever. Well, well thank you, Sansu, for your, your kind wishes. <laughs> They, they they will be locked they will be locked away and never I'm gonna keep collecting. Pancheesy says and Pancheesy does a lot of really cool in camera photography and the thing that made him respond to us uh, Doug was uh, he was gonna say Doug consume even more brother yeah especially S H F love you can't stop won't stop let's go so thank you all for writing into this episode of we got a podcast all right we'll see you later <laughs> no, no we, have we more. got more we have actual piccolo we have actual <laughs> piccolo things and we got the first one here from jake pay at jake pay 16 anything when piccolo is a focus character is gold from action to comedy piccolo is always there doing something and doing his best top five character in my opinion i think it's clear that at least one third of us also agrees with you i mean i would also put piccolo up there for so yeah. I mean, at least more than one third totally one yeah. third of us but i mean if you take the creator that's true know, the almighty toriyama into consideration really it's like 99.9 percent of us think piccolo <laughs> is the best character <laughs> this one so. comes from uh colton some of my favorite piccolo moments are when he remembers he has certain abilities that he always seems to forget he can use i.e <laughs> stretching powers and growing in size also doug we're here for you <laughs> <laughs> So appreciate supportive. it, man. Appreciate it. And also it. giving the good things. Yeah, he's always like, oh, yeah, remember that I could do that thing? 
that I brought up before. <laughs> I can stop whenever cool. I want to. You guys just don't understand. <laughs> then, well, okay. That was very convenient in Superhero where he's just like, oh, yeah, I can do that. It felt a little less natural than Toriyama made a, would have done, I believe, in the story proper. You know what I mean? All right. Uh, Sansu's back here to say, all the Piccolo is Gohan's real dad memes made me like him less. But even excluding that, I think Piccolo is a very overrated character. I don't really care about him. And he doesn't have any moments that make him go, wow, or gets me hyped. He's just there. I don't know. All right, listen here, Sansu. Next year you're going to be saying movie six sucks. And <laughs> that's not welcome here. So, no. <laughs> Look, he shows up when he shows up to fight Frieza and he's just in a globe of light. I'm like, all right. That's pretty cool. He's taking on second form Frieza hand to hand and just like, whatever, I got this. Or showing up to fight Cell and Cell's like, I'm hot shit. I took out a whole fucking city. And then Piccolo's like, ah, let me power up and then we'll see how that's going to go for you. And Yeah, that was badass. Yeah, I don't really get it. I don't don't really like the, I'm not like, uh, we didn't talk about the whole Piccolo being the better father thing because it is pretty dumb. And Mm. it it never made me like Piccolo less. It made me like the fandom less that spouted that. That, that's all it did. I still love Piccolo. When I saw this tweet, the thing I wanted to jump on was about seeing the memes and having that affect your own enjoyment of something. Right. And the best advice I can give anyone who is being affected by discourse or the community. Yeah, just buy whatever, more figures. Just, just, just buy more figures and just hit X, bro. <laughs> just yeah. close out. You don't <laughs> have to let the stuff affect you. It does not affect the original product. Just enjoy it for what it is. And if yeah. someone's over here spouting memes, like let them be a little meme lord, all right? Let them have their fun. You have your fun. Just It is annoying, though, when X, it's like consuming everything. And it's just like everything you see, like every joke. And it's like I, I met a random stranger once, and he, he found out I like Dragon Ball, so he just spouted out these jokes. I'm like, ha, 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 yeah, like I guess. Because, you know, you don't want to be so rude, but you're still mm-hmm. like, it's not funny to me. Yeah, but you can still, fu- you guys have a core interest in common. And you got it somewhere in there is a buddy right. friendship. You're right. The guy was a douche though in general. Though, you can so find it's cool. <laughs> no. Well, you just got to up your douchiness then, yeah. and then you meet him on his level, and then you you got it. Scott here says the King Piccolo arc is my favorite in OG Dragon Ball and top three in all of Dragon Ball. Interesting. I've only seen the arc through once, read through that arc through once. I thought it was all right, and then it sure is like a turning point. And I like where the series goes from there. I don't know. I think that I, I maybe I just don't have enough exposure to it. But I liked it. I looked I wonder, forward to it when I was watching Dragon yeah. Ball the first time. But it does feel so so new to, to Dragon Ball at, at that point. And then stuff after it doesn't feel the same either. I wonder what other kind of anime are similar to just the King Piccolo arc. You know what I mean? Because, yeah, I don't know. For Naruto, I would say it's the the cursed Mark Sasuke stuff where they're chasing through the forest. Mm. Yeah. And when Sasuke leaves, I would say it's that. And also right before another time skip. True. Yeah, true. Hmm. One Piece. Hmm, I don't know. One Piece is different. One Piece is almost like a political drama these days. <laughs> Hard to say. I still have to get through for, all of that. You know you don't have to, Doug. I'm not going to. <laughs> you don't have to. No. Yeah. If you don't even read Super, let me tell you, you're gonna have a trouble with One I Piece. I gave One Piece back in the day, like I think a hundred chapters of my attention, and it just didn't grab me. I I, I wish it did. I it just maybe I just wasn't in the right mindset or something, or just not for me. But I don't know. Everyone seems to love it. I want to love it too. I 
think just going back to this, the whole King Piccolo arc thing, like I said, I haven't experienced it enough as much as I have a whole mm-hmm. bunch of Z stuff. And what I think I need to do is make a conscious effort to whenever I feel that bug that like, oh, I want to watch more Dragon Ball. I want to get into like what, like getting a, into a fight thing or whatever is instead of going to my old favorites is like, let's go do something you haven't seen a lot like the King yeah. Piccolo stuff or Ma Jr. and all of that. That might be fun to do. Yeah, because I think I'm I'm in the same way where I I I can pinpoint in Z where everything happens like in like from memory. But when it comes to Dragon Ball stuff, that kind of era, I'm a little more fuzzy. That's it. I don't know if I'd say it's in my top three favorite arcs, but I would say it's in my top five. Mm-hmm. I just think Dragon Ball has so many good arcs that there's a, it just barely I mean, gets eked out. The arc just after that, the the twenty third Tenkaichi Budokai yeah. was amazing. Well, well, uh, have, have you guys ranked arcs yet? I don't think we have. We might have. Then I will something. hold off. Okay. On saying anything further <laughs> on the matter. Look yeah. forward to that, listeners, yeah, readers. Cool. Top five arc Bruin. Uh, we find out we like did that episode five already or something. Yeah. Well, we could always revisit it. Hey, Randy, why don't you take this one from uh, Jacob Sawyer? You got it. I like the escalation of threat and the change in tone of the series he's a part of when the Daimo arc gets going. I really like his usage of strategy, and I really love his fight with First Form Cell after merging with Kami. The superhero Piccolo I find refreshing and great. Yeah, man, he's got a lot yeah. of good points. There's not just like, this is the defining moment for Piccolo that, like, that's it, and after that he sucks. Like, there's a lot of good stuff in there. Yeah. Always give me like a like overconfident badass Piccolo. I'll eat that up any day. <laughs> Against first form cell was so beautiful. Him him fighting him uh, like showing up and then like showing off that I'm not just I'm not Piccolo anymore. And then like he just bursts into like this huge aura that shakes the whole ground and makes a little like what a hole. Not, what's the word I'm looking for? Not the hole, but you know what right, I mean. Right, a crater. It's a crater. It's incredible. Incredible. How? Okay, I love Z movie too, and I love how much of a threat piccolo is in that movie when he's brainwashed like right you know it's like he is like the second strongest person there so like he could really and he's yeah. smart he's smarter than goku so that makes him even more dangerous it's like uh yeah that's it's uh that's good piccolo's a good dude all around see you you guys all love that fight with first form cell but i love the aftermath of it where he's like just talking it out with cell mm. because he's like fighting's not getting me anywhere let me like trip this guy out make him think he's got the upper hand on yeah him. when his arm is like is like yeah dead and like I'll he's like why don't you tell me your, your devious plan <laughs> yeah. since i'm already dead yeah pickle man what a, what a great character so good so thank you everybody for sending in all those tweets really super appreciate it and now we've come to the doug's favorite part of every episode uh which doesn't happen every episode but we're gonna do some trivia <laughs> let's go so we're gonna do this how we've been doing it since ken joined uh raise your hand say ding whatever you can do to get my attention that you want to give me an answer so i've got three questions here for you question number one what does piccolo mean in the namekian language in the namekian language in the namekian language ken what do you got for me ken dinged does does it not mean up it doesn't no oh 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 the ship what does it it doesn't yeah. mean up it doesn't mean go yeah doesn't popo go like piccolo and then the thing yeah no. it shoots up into the sky goes up you know what or or that that's just filler so maybe it doesn't no i'm pretty sure that's in the manga. no that's not filler you're right you're right here's the thing i take a lot of my questions from the dragon ball wiki and i know that that's hold on uh, middle of the show i'm gonna get up and grab the do manga it. real quick mine's in the other room <laughs> i can't go grab that right now 
Let's live fact check this because they're you like go to Wikipedia. Not even Wiki- <laughs> DragonBall.fandom.com. That's where I'm going. Oh my gosh! Look, that's why I'm getting all these questions wrong all the time. <laughs> okay, so it'll be volume five here. I'm guessing. Uh huh. Okay, of Z, and I am looking at pages, and so, yeah, so Popo here says Piccolo. Does it actually then, mean launch, and that's why it, it's dumb for the dub to use launch, his <laughs> name is lunch, vice versa? Okay, yeah, so listen, so look, um, so he says Piccolo, and the, the door comes down, mm. and then he says, say it again, and it closes, and then he says Piccolo, and then it closes, and they go into the spaceship. So, so it means activate. <laughs> As per dragonball.fandom.com, it says <laughs> in the series, it is revealed that his name means another world in the Namekian language. The phrase Piccolo is used to open the door of the Namekian spaceship. So, like, where did that come from? Yeah, but where's that? Where's the source, where's though? The, yeah, another need, world. There's no citation. Yeah, yeah, there. yeah. So, okay. So, Bulma says, uh, I don't think these are buttons. What are they? Some kind of sensor? And then Popo says, voice sensors. And then Bulma says, yeah, words, like the entrance. And then Piccolo says, what to say, Piccolo? And then Bulma says, no, that's got to just, that's got to be just to get in and out. Hmm. So, yeah, there's no citation there. Dragonball.fandom.com. Fix your shit. There's a lot of stuff (laughs) to fix. But number one, (laughs) fix that or cite it so I know what the hell that's supposed to mean. Or don't use (laughs) Dragonball.fandom.com, Randy. Sorry, man. Yeah, so... It's. It seems to be just the word for operating okay. the door. I'm gonna give it to Ken because he knew exactly what that was, and my stupid brain. Hey, and he pulled out the manga and everything. It's true. Hey, quick little correction here. Ken did have the right manga chapter to look this up. We just kind of scooted right past it on the page, but it is chapter 244 of the manga where Bulma and Popo were talking and. Popo says, if that was Namekian, then Mr. Popo knows it. Bulma says, really? And Popo responds, really? Now that Mr. Popo thinks about it, piccolo is a perfect entrance word. It means different world in that language. So there it is. Wasn't a a wiki issue or anything there. Just us glossing over and skipping right to a different part of the page or the next page. And yeah, that's that. So check it back in the show. Okay, Ken's got one. For question number two, Randy's got negative one because he trusted the wrong source, <laughs> and he's spreading misinformation. It might be, it might be, it might be, it might be right, but the fact that it's not one hundred percent right. Yep. Question number two: How many different colors of blood does Piccolo have? <laughs> three. Sorry, ding, Doug. I'm yeah. gonna, I'm gonna say three. You are correct. Uh, Can you name red, yeah. red, red, purple, and green. Yeah. Red, red for the OG. Green for when is it? When is it green? I know it's it's. No, 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 I'm sorry. Purple for the Kai, and then green for, like, censored versions? So, per the fandom wiki. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Uh, In the fight with Raditz, when he loses his arm, Piccolo is seen with red blood. But later in the series, he bleeds purple blood. In Dragon Ball Super, he was bleeding green blood. Though during the events of Superhero, he is seen bleeding red blood once again. Sorry, Ken, he has taken off his glasses. He's in such, he's like, what is this? So this dragonball.fandom.wiki.org slash lies <laughs> they are totally forgetting about when Piccolo rips his arm off yeah. at the tournament. Mm. And it's yellow? It's no, I believe it's red at that time. It's just like 
why wouldn't, why are we going straight to the Raditz? That's true. We're <laughs> also forgetting a major blood moment for yeah, Bigelow. That's blood true. That's true. Blurts out everywhere. Yeah. Also, it's nice. It's good to notice that it's not just like oh, it's this censored and not censored different version. It's in the story proper in the anime. It's red first, then it changes to purple later on in the series. Um, it's actually four colors, guys. What's the oh, fourth yeah? color? Black. And okay, white. He's holding up the manga. <laughs> he's holding the manga. Yeah, holding yeah. up the manga. <laughs> it's ink. <laughs> yeah. Well, you're not. Uh, you're not wrong. Super Saiyan hair is actually paper color. So. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if you let the paper age too much, it looks yellow. So <laughs> that was the intent. Checkmate, like, oh. bitches. So it's one to one, you guys. You're tied. So this next one. You know, because I'm looking at the doc here. I do actually know the answer to this. Okay. So, Doug, I'm going to give you as much time as you need. Thanks, because I'm not a cheater. Work through, and I don't look at these questions until they're Uh, read. I don't even look. I don't even look at them at all. I just listen to Randy saying it. That's that's the last time I hear it. The reason I know this information (laughs) is because I did some prep work. Oh oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Episode that we're recording right now happens to be the answer. I get you. Guys, I yeah. love you both. Please stop fighting. This is like beating my fight. parents all over This again. is the reason why the trivia is the worst for me, because I don't have any prep work. Brings you, the you worst do out all. in both of you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right. Now watch me get it wrong. <laughs> yeah. That would be great. Lay it on, lay it on me, Randy. What's okay. the question? Question three. Piccolo is voiced by Toshio Furukawa. What previous Dragon Ball character did he also lend his voice to? Oh, 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 oh. It's not Demon King Piccolo because I was surprised when I found out who it actually was. It's, it's I don't think it's General Blue. It's not Top High Pie, but I'm in that area, right? Am I in that area, or did I already breeze by? And what was it already, General Blue? You have to give me decide on an answer. Uh, it wasn't simple. It wasn't anything in the Piccolo Daima arc. It was before that, which was the Red Ribbon stuff. Colonel Silver. No, I'm gonna just say General Blue. He's got it, man. Yes! Let's go! <laughs> Doug, you're the trivia champion. You see how my brain was working? That's that's fully unfiltered. <laughs> that's how my head works. Second doubts. <laughs> I'm pretty yeah. sure it's that one. You gave like the answer on your second like name. You're like, it's this guy. Wait, no. I'm like, no. It's not can't be that guy. <laughs> so uh Furukawa did actually say that he liked playing Piccolo because he played Piccolo deeper. Then he played General Blue because he got to do like a new kind of take on a on on doing a voice because he said most of the characters he'd done were like higher, um, c- kind of higher tone type characters. Mm-hmm. And so for Piccolo, he was able to make someone deeper. Yeah, Furukawa was the first uh, voice actor I ever met of the Japanese. Well, any voice actor really, and it was just an awesome moment to get him to sign my Dragon Box of, with Piccolo on it, and him to he, he sign every time he see autographs, he autographs and then writes the name of the character that. He thinks we want him to sign, so Piccolo, obviously. And then one time I gave him like the the Project Z from One Piece slash Battle of Gods ticket poster that I had, and he signed it, and then signed it Ace. I'm like, I don't watch One Piece, <laughs> so I had to years years later I saw him again. I'm like, can you sign the same exact one again, but Piccolo this time? <laughs> I'm not a One Piece Please, nerd. <laughs> Someday though, you might be, and then you'll be you'll cherish exactly. that. Yeah, be pretty dope. It'll be yeah. double the treasure. <laughs> so everybody thanks for listening we love interacting with you keeping you in the conversation talking about our favorite franchise in the whole world you can tweet at us at we get a pod and you can email us at we get a pod at gmail.com 
Thank you to Rifty Beats for letting us use this track, Cat Karat Theme Hip Hop Trap Remix. You can find that track and other great music by Rifty on his SoundCloud. We also want to give a shout out to our sponsors. Thank you for all that sweet, sweet zenny, baby. Ken, where can the good people find you? Well, they can find me at DetectiveX on Twitter. But before that first, I want to blow some smoke up Mike's ass okay, real quick. Okay, we are. All of this interview stuff I found today was from Consensu. It is an indispensable resource yes. for this kind of information. Uh, so check out patreon.com slash hey. I'm assuming <laughs> you know, it's still and, up and, and about some of your support. Yeah. So <laughs> that uh, we can continue to access interviews and stuff like and that. And hopefully Randy will use that from now on for trivia questions instead of whatever he's been using. Okay. But in the meantime, Randy, where can they find you? Well, they can find me and console me in my day of sadness now at Saber underscore Breaker. <laughs> and also check out another podcast where I don't get roasted by my friends. Um, Revolutionary <laughs> Podcast Utena, where I watch Revolutionary Girl Utena with a friend of mine. Him for the first time, me not so much. And we talk about it. You can find me at Drabaz Doug and sometimes playing Mario Kart uh, with the folks here on twitch.com slash VegitoEX. You want to check out the Consensu YouTube where they just posted up uh, a little clip show of Ken. The, what, sorry, the Ken, Ken Kaichi Budokai, was it? <laughs> yeah. The so most I, incredible. I, yeah. I did a whole thing where I... We, were, we played on the night of May 6th, mm. right? And since um, Papaya Island is modeled after uh, Indonesia, I was like, well, what time would it be in Indonesia at the time that we're playing Mario <laughs> it's Kart? It's the nerdiest thing. AM on May 7th, which is when the Tenkaichi Budokai is held. <laughs> so I did like a whole thing where it was like I was reporting live from the tournament. And a whole then I, thing, guys. He was in costume. <laughs> Yeah, Every, I was in costume. I'm so mad that I missed it, dude. I'm so... I, I um, wanted to like jump on... Like, as I was, like, at a bar with, like, a friend for a friend's birthday, I wanted to just be, like, l- just jump on my phone and watch at that time, but I, I, I totally forgot. But, man, what an amazing journey that was to, <laughs> to see. It's so good. It was a lot of fun. You it can was, check it, it out on the Consensu YouTube. There were parts where I'm glad I, I'm glad I made people laugh, but the, I, <laughs> when I said something about, like, the blind kid at, at seeing school... Mike and Randy lost it. Yep. And thank God you couldn't see me because I was about to burst into laughter too. <laughs> and I'm surprised so, how well you kept it together and didn't break. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure you yeah. broke off camera, but oh I, yeah, it was. There's like periods where there's like silence for me. <laughs> it's because I'm trying to hold back laughter. Blanket. Fantastic. Uh, Great shit. Can take us out. Thank you again for listening. Please subscribe to make sure you get new episodes as they come out. Write a review because that helps us crawl up that placement ladder so more people see our show. See you next time. Bye-bye. Later. Later.